Tells me I'm a mess. Right, are you ready to go? Do we like get out the car seat headrest? All right, we're, we're gone. Now. We're back with another episode. Back. Episode three. Episode like three of the Brickwall podcast. Did you think we'd make it this far? I was amazed this morning that we're actually doing this, and I'm I'm proud of us. I mean, when I got home, it still seemed like up in the air as to whether or not we were gonna like set this up. But here we are. We're doing it. Um, I think I'll introduce myself. Um, my name's Griffin. I release music as printer friendly. Um, to my left, I've got Joshua, a returning uh, co-star, co-host. I don't know. I, I was he on really, the Sam Darwish he, pants yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. He releases music as Calvin Kingston and Calvi. Yes. Calvi. Yes, and sitting directly across from me, I guess, just to paint a mental picture for you all, yeah. I have Drew, and he releases music as Golder. Unfortunately, on one less platform than last week. Should we get right into that? Let's I get, get right I guess into we'll, that. We'll start off with Drew. You have some bad news. Ding 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 ding. There's bad been tumult time. in Golder Nation no! this week. No. <laughs> Here's the story from from front to back. Okay. okay. We know SoundCloud, and and we, we know its its main population are bots. Yes. Bots, so scammers and bots sense. and you get a comment and you get kind of excited and you're like, yo, what if it's like some <laughs> new person that, that really fucks with my stuff? And then you go and it's like, yo, Colder, I could make this <laughs> blow up. DM me. We could get you a thousand real fans. And then it's just like, you know, that on every single song like five times. I don't know times. how they haven't figured it out because it's literally just a copy paste. They don't care. No, like, it's just a filter would get it. Just... I don't know. But they I, they the do. They, they do have a copy paste filter that I have oh. personally experienced oh. because I got I got kind of pissed this time because <laughs> I'm I'm tired of this. I'm tired of putting up with it. I'm tired of bots and I I copy and pasted his comment under his comment. I just like you know command C command V um and just sent it six times mm-hmm. and I went oh, okay that's the end of that like I'll just keep you know. Moving forward, I, I sent a bunch of people links to the song Puddle that I released. I did it in like a day. It was a fun experiment. I tried some new stuff um, with recording and I was kind of hyped to have it out there. Um, and then I I get a text from my uncle today. Um, I sent him the track. He's a composer. So he's always like, oh, like, here's some tips on the mix or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just said like, oh, I can't access it. Um, and I was like, what? So I go to my SoundCloud and it's just like, doesn't have me logged in and i was like okay i'm not logged in i'm gonna log in and then it, i like put in my email and i was like create a new account and i was like the fuck so i went to my bookmark that i have for my soundcloud and then i click it and it's just like nothing this is so sad and i send like a text to the group chat and i'm like can anyone like access my music and everyone was like no it's down hey. um so, so so continue by telling us like you were talking before we started this podcast about like you know how how big tech companies just in general but SoundCloud specifically in this analogy but you were just you said you had thoughts about it so I want to hear them. I am livid. I am <laughs> so incredibly angry. And and here's why. Um there's there's this thing happening right now um in our, our current economy that everyone is independent everyone's mm-hmm. a creator everyone's an artist um and you are your own boss right um this this idea comes from these big tech companies um which have made a lot of cool shit that i use on a daily basis um i do generally like that i'm independent and can do my own stuff however we live in the shadow of these giant 
corporations and as much as they market in a way that you are independent as individuals and and no no longer collective entities of labor or people we have zero power against these corporations they essentially are are holding all all of us hostage and and not paying us for any of this Mm -hmm. like you know i i spend enormous hours every week as do y'all to get like no money mm. but this this i'm okay with that because I, I know revenue comes in different forms and it's a sacrifice i'm willing to make because i love that people have access to my music in almost an unfiltered way mm. but when it comes down to it and i feel like the, to me this was like the emotional nail in the coffin for something that's been building for a while of they didn't email me that's crazy they didn't yeah. send anything this corporation, uh, Spotify, or SoundCloud, not Spotify, uh, but they're bitches I, too. But we'll, Spotify we'll would to do it. Like I, I don't think that there's yeah. that much of a difference. SoundCloud is able to take down a platform where I engage with fans, where I engage with people, where I have repository of um, music that stretches back five years. There's there's tons of private tracks on there that I've made in high school, um, and they're mm. able to just delete. All of that with no human interaction. That was a robot that found my account. Um, Saw that you said the same thing five times and then decided that that looked like spam. Deleted it. Deleted it instead of deleting the actual spam on your account. Yeah, they they can't get their bot problem under control and and they don't care enough or they don't have the funds to use human labor despite having free content on their site. And I have stuff to add to that. I talked to a guy Mm -hmm. who worked at Spotify. Hi, editor's note, Josh meant to say SoundCloud. Let's hop right back into the action. Mm. In a in a in a big position and I'm yeah. forgetting his name but gave me his contact info, all this stuff. He was a guest inside of a class and I started asking him questions. And I said, "You know, he he'd originally worked at Spotify." Mm-hmm. And then he said, "I went over and started working at SoundCloud and in spot at Spotify, he was working on like artist relations stuff, and then in SoundCloud, he's like the head guy, yeah, of like how do artists reach out mm-hmm. to fans on this app? Yeah, and I was like, What are you doing? Because it's not that great, there's no way to message somebody on the mobile app, and that's what like 70% of the people that use SoundCloud use. And we don't, there's like very basic things such as emails that they could make uh, available to right. us, of like. You know, like, oh, here's everyone's email. But the thing is they, and and I'm seeing this with Spotify as well, like they're increasingly putting up walls and removing analytics because they Mm -hmm. realize that this position of power as a middleman between artist and fan, the the very position that they said that they were created to destroy, Mm -hmm. you know, the idea of of like, you know, technology as a, as a um, democratization thing uh-huh. um that removes boundaries i think of like 90s chat boards you know they, they say that they embody that ethos uh-huh. but increasingly i mean i feel like there's been less and less analytics for my spotify um they're starting to do more things where it's it's again reforming as like you know certain artists that are are big and popular get access to certain things yeah information data ways to submit for playlists um it all comes down to money and and the thing is with with spotify as a public company and as as a company that not only depends on on profit margins but increasing profit margins yeah which i think is often overlooked it's not that they need to make money it's that they need to make more money every single time or else their, their stock price will drop um uh-huh. they have 
more and more of an incentive to keep putting up these blocks between me and my fans, between you and your fans, and to either make us pay for it or what's seeming more likely is only giving that access to major labels or to people who have contacts. Um, and, and they've kind of realized that they're in this position as a wall between us and our fans. Right. And, and that's where the money is. It's not the fans. It's that wall. Yeah. And that's terrifying because yeah. I'm not in a union. I am not, you know, I'm not organized as a, as a person of, you know, a, some, a laboring person. Yeah. You know, there's, there's really no forms of remediation. If I, I sent, you know, sound or I sent SoundCloud like a whole thing. I had to use their automated, like, what's your problem? Give us a quick description. <laughs> what's your problem? You know? What's a quick description? You guys deleted Yo. my shit because I've yeah. been on here for four years and you guys just removed everything one day. But that, that, and I gotta wait of, 10 yeah. days to get it all back because you guys don't care that place of power um that people once had in unions um and and in different ways where you were able to balance out um you know the the dynamic between um the the people who own things and the people who work has been kind of wrecked mm. and it, it's really scary I think as artists to just see like you know uh Spotify can just delete all your music if they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's and terrifying. then nobody has it anymore. And, and you have no power. And you have yeah. no influence over that. You have independence, maybe, or they'll tell you you have independence. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to power, um, well, they don't want you to be independent. I want to add that too. Yeah. Spotify doesn't want you to be an independent artist. They do so and they, they don't. Yeah. They really don't want to support you because they're like, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to pay you what. You know, the government said we're allowed to pay you, which is very close to nothing. They're totally cool with that. Yeah. But then on top of it, they they really want you to get a deal. They don't want you to be an independent artist that has an independent label and does everything yeah. independently because there's no money in them for that. They're not going to get a ton of money from some independent, you know. I can put whatever I want here, huh? If that blows mm -hmm. up or if that, you know, <laughs> if that becomes an indie label yeah, yeah. or whatever, they could not care less. There is mm -hmm. no money in there for them, for them. No. But if, if Drew Steyer signs to Universal, guess what? You know, there's thousands of dollars there for playlisting. There's for advertising. Mm -hmm. When Drake puts out his album and he's on the face of the country music charts, that was that's the funniest. That's shit. an explanation. He was the face of country no, music. Country like, music. When it yeah. was Am a, I wrong? What, what record what was came it? out? No, it was every single. I mean, it was it was his most recent one. Yeah. Scorpion. Yeah. When Scorpion came out, yeah. every single spot. That was so funny. And I'm, and I'm sure that was paid because yeah. that's not like, hey, oh, this is music and and Drake makes. Mm -hmm country music my favorite was the dream pop playlist the dream yeah. was, was right in the center <laughs> it was a meme but at the same time it's like wait a minute dream this guy pop. gets this he gets everything because mm -hmm. there's all this money there and it's like everything's driven by money so yeah. how do you how do you work with these companies this is mm -hmm. the big question that yeah. we have to ask ourselves because we're all artists mm -hmm. as as sam moves through this, this, this tips, into this yeah. kitchen and then he dances Dodges through his phones on the mic stands. but like all of us i mean that's what we are all right now we're mm -hmm. all in brooklyn we all make music um, we're not all in brooklyn i'm in manhattan but still we're all, we're right all, i'm yeah. right here <laughs> you know like i'm in, like we're all here making stuff all the time constantly and in the past what people were able to do was like i'm selling records out of my car i'm mm -hmm. doing this i'm doing this grind and right now the grind is social media yeah mm -hmm. the grind is reaching out to people and it's like and then and then they prevent you from doing that. I can't reach out to somebody that likes my stuff on SoundCloud and they have absolutely no clue how mm -hmm. to reach out to me mm -hmm. and they have no idea that 
they you know they love my song and they've listened to it god knows how many times and they have absolutely no way of telling me hey i've listened to your song all of these times and they have no way of establishing a connection and being like hey i'm doing a show near you or anything like that there's no way to do that but anyway this guy i met just i'm not i'm not gonna keep going okay but just this is the end part mm-hmm. this guy i met in this class i told him i was like first off i told him I feel like the, one of the biggest problems with SoundCloud is that I have to pay you in order to get paid. Yeah. And you're the only streaming service where that is the case. I have to pay you a subscription fee in order for you guys to give me money for my streams, which mm-hmm. is already, you guys don't give me more than anybody yeah. else. And it's because, and I told him, and I said this on the call in front of the class, I was like, it's because you guys are bankrupt, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, that's, he's like that's based no yeah i said that yeah. and afterwards he's like here's my email here's my phone number <laughs> he was like he's like reach out to me Wait, you, had some, you had some good ideas you, you can we just circle back to the, you have contact information with somebody at soundcloud who might be able to help me get my is it Spotify probably won't SoundCloud? be it's soundcloud okay. and he probably won't be able okay. to help you because he's just he's just an artist relations and i was like the biggest thing if you could just add you know chat features to mobile which is where everyone on SoundCloud uses it. Yeah. Or yeah, if you, you give can't us, see messages on the phone for some reason. I have to like log in on You got to log into a laptop mm-hmm. in order to do that. Nobody listens to SoundCloud on their laptop. Well, like, yeah. like like how you're thinking, like I'm looking for new music. I'm going to oh, log yeah, into yeah. My, my SoundCloud on my laptop and find this new, like it doesn't work like that. Yeah, you're, just, mm-hmm. you're just going through stuff. It's not someone to do a link, whatever. But anyway, yeah, the biggest thing that it's like, you need to be able to talk to other people. That's super important. It's, like it's if you're doing a show, you can talk to people after the show mm-hmm. and, and on the internet, it needs to be the same thing. What are your thoughts? Well, I was going to say before we pivot, cause we did start off, we started off hot this episode. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we came in like scorching. Like, I mean, we're, I mean, we're angry about Drew's situation. I'm, I'm pissed yeah. about it. No, but what, what I think is interesting, angry. and this is of course true for many things outside of music as technology improves, that's not going to make things better a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. And like, while it's true that music has never been like more democratized and accessible for every everyone uh-huh. the same problems exist now that did like 20 30 years ago just right. in very different forms and and i feel like it's it's a bit worse because we're being pulled into a, a single system essentially mm-hmm. you know in the past we had indie record labels um when it's just like a, a physical medium you know you're able to sort of exist outside the system you're I, i've always thought back and forth in my head is like are you existing outside the system or are you simply just like almost a bit of a parasite because you, yeah, you need I get the big that. people to make these investments in in these various things and then you kind of like mooch off to do your own thing um but that's kind of disappearing <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well that hey thanks for helping me out thank you for my 20 million dollars i no longer work here <laughs> but then saying that the other thing is that if i was born 10 20 years ago I don't think I'd be making music in the same capacity that I am right now. It's incredible. Like the, and, the but it's also, it's and, not just yeah. the distribution. Cause that's definitely a big part of it. Like I obviously can get my music mm-hmm. out there without label support, but I also don't think I would have like the technical know-how to like produce this kind of stuff. So it's cool that so many people can do it. And that's yeah. also the issue is there's a lot of uh, very bad music right now. Um, but it is a, a yeah. Do you, do you, I have a question yeah. for both of you guys. Do you guys think that the state of the industry is a result of the fact that everyone can make music now? So there's so much, you know, bad music. And then there's also these people that come up where you're just like, oh my God, thank God they had this opportunity. You know, do you think the state of the industry is a result of that or that all of the people doing that has no relationship? It, to it has no relation because that the people making music isn't the problem. The problem is the system that like they have to bring it into. Like, right. I, I don't know if there's more people making music than 
than in the past. It's just that there's more people recording music because there's so many people that used to be in bands and used to play local gigs and like, you know, it's become now you you have to have it on Spotify to be in an, an right. artist or even a band in any capacity. Whereas in the past, it was like, you know, you have so many people like my dad was in a band like, you know, a, a lot of people's dads were in bands in college. I don't know. It was I don't know. It's a bit saturated at the moment, but well, I don't think that's the problem. It is more saturated. Like yeah. there are more people recording and releasing music than there were in 1970, 1980, and 1990. Mm-hmm. Around the 2000s, everyone could record mm-hmm. because digital audio stations worked. D- digital audio workstations came out. You could record at home. Then yeah. it became a thing. By 2010, anybody could do it. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. it's 2021, and now literally, like my sister, all she has to do is open up her laptop, buy a USB mic, and if she has a nice voice, she could blow up on SoundCloud. Yep. And that's the lie of SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's why I'm going to go back to it. What do you mean by lie? There's a lie inside yeah. of SoundCloud where up. it's like you can just, you know, magically our wonderful algorithm is going to pick up exactly what kind of music. It doesn't work like that. You need to have people listen to your music in order to get picked up on any streaming service. Mm-hmm. But they tell you in order to get more people on it, which helps them. The more people that are on any service, the more money that they make. Yeah, definitely. Anybody. The more people the, the more the more artists releasing music on a platform, they make more money. Mm-hmm. So they're going to tell everybody, "Hey, you can be independent, you can be unknown, mm-hmm. you can just throw this shit up on here mm-hmm. and then this will happen." And I believed that when I was like 15, 16, 17 because they sold it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I never told anybody about my stuff and I never did anything and there's so much stuff that I should have like shown to people and released and did that but i'm a kid i don't know how to do that Mm -hmm. but that that causes issues later on in people's careers and those lies affect things in the future and it just keeps snowballing yeah until you're like okay i can no longer trust any of these things anymore and i i do think that there's a bit of a lie but i think that it's it's like any good lie there's a there's an element of truth and you can mm-hmm. blow up if exactly. you make if you make a very specific kind of music that their algorithm and can pick up generally not that offensive it's kind of chill Mm -hmm. it's you know lo-fi hip-hop beats to study to you know they'll tout these artists as successes um when increasingly i mean i'm making a living everyone they're they're not making a living and then also like people sound the same like the yeah. the very things that push like us what forward. you just said like the lo-fi b producers if yeah. you listen to 17 of them you're not gonna be like oh yeah that one inside of there was a lot different they're pretty generic even though they may be really good there's yeah. good lo-fi and there's bad lo-fi but and and you, you can know. still see people break through like yeah uh i, I think 100 gex are a great example a great of artists example. their music is challenging and you have to be different you have to be different you have to be weird you have to be really fucking good um mm-hmm. and 100 gex blew up and and what happened was you know they were good enough and i think they they hit at the right moment and they had the fan base uh that grew organically through different platforms right um like discord and and in person like i don't know i, I learned about 100 gex i think from my friend like word in of person mouth. is the most valuable yeah. still. word of mouth is, is way better than anything else it'll but, always be i mean it'll be three thousand years from now and i do not care it'll always be if somebody else enjoys any piece of art and tells you hey buddy how you doing griff <laughs> i'm Good doing great you. man you see you hear this record i really like it you should hear it that's the best way to find out oh, about for sure. totally yeah it doesn't it, it doesn't get better than that it doesn't but i do think that um 100 gex as an example is like they're really great artists that broke through but currently future pop as like a genre you know sophie was incredible 100 gigs were incredible and now we just have endless slogs of clones mm-hmm. that i think in the past would kind of just be like okay whatever like yeah there's clones yeah a few of them will be picked up by major that's fine but yeah. they're being just 
chucked on these playlists oh, man. and they're chiller mm-hmm. and they're less aggravating and they they're boring more and more boring over time and they're getting touted by spotify is like check this new thing it's a new thing it's it's like you know it's hyper pop and it's like yeah it, no it's it reminds <laughs> me of amazon making films i don't know why it's the same thing in my brain but it reminds me of a similar thing expand on that okay so basically you've got this company that's making all this money off of something that's artistic they're making money off of art Mm -hmm. and what they start doing is what producers do in film they start messing around with all the creativity that's going on on the lower surfaces Mm. they don't want to work with the director that's hard to work with Mm -hmm. they want to work with the director they can tell what to do and to make Mm. the film they want to make Mm. and these producers are fantastic fantastic at making boatloads of money and they have the creativity of an ant they have (laughs) no creativity you watch an amazon series there's like a hundred million of them Mm -hmm. and one of them's good out of that hundred million yeah you know and it's because you know something came together and that's and the thing is the best part they know that's how that works Mm -hmm. spotify knows we're gonna throw all these artists at them and they're not gonna like a lot of them they're not gonna give a shit about any of these clones is what you're saying Mm -hmm. and maybe if one of them it goes well we have that artist bought out we're gonna make a ton of money we're gonna make our money back and some because we own everything mm, brilliant we can yeah. do whatever we want if they all like that guy guess mm-hmm. who's gonna be on every single playlist yeah that guy because we own a part of him this is really you know? interesting um it relates a lot I, I watched this youtube video on amazon's monopolization scheme mm. um and it, it kind of fits into your we'll, we'll talk about your new job but amazon <laughs> that's right, that's right. yes i really want to hear about I, the new I, job. I, this is a perfect segue um <laughs> amazon their goal is it's a new kind of monopoly you know in the past you had horizontal monopolies where you control the entire field only one person to buy gas from only one person to buy eggs from um and then you have vertical monopolies um where you own every element of the supply chain so the trucking you know um the, from the chickens to the production mm-hmm. to like the store where people buy the eggs the that's a that's eggs. a vertical monopoly yeah they've done amazon both. has done both and, and they're doing a a hiring monopoly mm-hmm. they're trying to employ everybody yeah essentially is is the goal of amazon is to just is it, employ like, are, like they want to employ fedex right like just they want everybody. to just steal as many people as they can from yeah. anything else to mm-hmm. make it like oh god we don't actually have people to work these jobs anymore mm-hmm. they're both them and they're like not subsidiaries but they work with a lot of contractors who only work with amazon so they essentially function as an mm-hmm. like their right. hiring rate is so dramatically outpacing every other company in the united it's states insane. whereas walmart's still currently the like largest employer by quite a margin but like amazon mm-hmm will overtake them yeah if no, not definitely. this year the next year and and griff works now yeah. his and first is, day and griff is, an griff is part of the chain <laughs> he's, not, he's not amazon he's whole foods yeah, yeah. Um, whole foods i started a job at whole foods um two days ago Woo. had my first real shift today um you know it feels good i mean just looking up right now i see not one but two amazon boxes I can't see it, but I know we have those like Amazon coffee beans that we have, and they literally just have like the Amazon smile right across the top. <laughs> Random segue. Did you guys know that there's a guy that owns cardboard? Like Amazon has to go to a guy who has a patent on cardboard for real? and be like, hey, we have to pay you for every they patented they cardboard. They patented cardboard? Ooh, this cardboard dude must be p- loaded. He's, you think, you think <laughs> Jeff Bezos it. is rich? I think this, he is. This man exists. He exists, and he owns a patent on fucking cardboard. That's kind of dope. We're talking. We're looking at. You know how many? Just how much money that man must make off of just Amazon boxes? That's I'm not gonna insane. Lie. I don't believe you. 
It, <laughs> research it. Research it. <laughs> Fucking research it. Wait, I mean, can we, it's a can real we get Sammy thing. D on that? I'll, I'll look it up after. Maybe okay, not a cardboard we'll, we'll, we'll box. I don't know. a Joe Rogan moment. We're just yeah. gonna have. Sam- Yo, can we get a fact check? Can we get a fact check? <laughs> Why does he do that? That's. Funny. Can we get a fact check? The supplements really improve your breast function. Yo, Sammy. <laughs> well, I think this is a perfect segue. Sam has headphones um, on. He's uninterested. Sponsor. Um, we have the whatever I want whatever brain I want. pills. Brain they make you smarter. You'll be Venmo, in Zoom class Griffin, and you will be smart. Ashburn, $30. <laughs> and we will send you some amazing pills. Mm-hmm. It's Viagra. They, We're gonna send I, you Viagra. I was thinking more like I was just going to get some like generic like children's gummies and just like send those and maybe change the packaging up or something. They promote brain function. Yeah. <laughs> you just send both. You send the gummies and a little bag. Have you ever wanted to make computer rock? <laughs> now you can unlock your true potential. Let, let me tell you, you, you think you're okay as you are? No, there's something fundamentally wrong with you. Buy these brain pills. You'll mm-hmm. be whole again. Yeah. You will be. I'm trying to be, <laughs> cool. be fine. Yeah, and you'll suddenly love indie music by printer friendly Golder. Dog, you don't Calvi. need brain pills for that. All you need is a new Calvi track. <laughs> All you need. That is true, and there is a new Calvi track coming out with me and my man to the right. And if in the beginning when we told you where everyone was and you don't remember rewind it go back to the beginning where we said where we were all sitting mm-hmm. so you know who's on my right I yeah, was going no, to be mention- quiet be quiet let, let oh, him sorry. let him let him go back let him go back moment of silence sorry what oh oh they're they, they gotta go back. back they gotta but pause like they and would go come back, back, to, back to this and then they're gonna rolling. come back to here no, but yeah but they should go back to no what Actually, i was going what i was them. going to mention is i would like to give a quick shout out to me for <laughs> i'm not very good at um right and left and the fact that i got josh is on my left immediately like that good without, job without having to like man. look Woo! down and check the the hand l thank you thank you sam you appear to have an update yeah, I have no idea where the fuck Josh is. <laughs> <laughs> I just Googled cardboard patent and died in 1850. 1850? Josh just yeah, made this shit up. Scream, bro. <laughs> it's so I don't care if it clips. I'm surprised. <laughs> I, I can't find anything even remotely. Okay. The At some point, some motherfucker I- owned cardboard, all right? <laughs> it's true. In the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, cardboard was patented. Carb, uh, unless in, in case no one can hear him, he said, early. he said that the cardboard yeah, early. was patented. That seems late. So it seems both early and late because cardboard seems like something that's just been around forever. And it's I paper. It's it's composed of paper. It's but literally not paper, only is it paper, but it's but three it's reams of paper and it's reamed whatever the fuck. It's a big I, word, I'm using Griff. it in a sculpting a class, so I got to know about it. And the reason why I know about it, shout out NYU for sending me professors that give me the wrong information. Is because the professor said <laughs> that there's a copyright on okay. cardboard. Are, are you so sure Google, they didn't say Google is going against my old ass professor who has I no clue what the fuck's going on half the time. So he, I, I trust Google. Professors just make shit up. They do make shit up. <laughs> I mean, Shout it makes professors. sense though. It's an like you could patent cardboard. It makes sense. You no. can patent the structure of cardboard, and if anyone imitates it, you can sue them. It was at sure? once patented. <laughs> Shut up, Google. Hey, Google, shut the fuck up. <laughs> my cardboard Don't say dealer. Don't hey too loud because you will trigger my Google. Um, hey, Google, buy a car. So, so speaking of no, no. <laughs> so so speaking of a cardboard, uh, Griff, you you got back and you you put a bunch of your stuff in cardboard boxes. And how did you get back to New York from um 
from uh, the Bay Area. Oh, I just finally like understood your like line of reason. Yeah. Um, I took a train, and I guess to segue back into, into the upcoming printer friendly upcoming printer single, <laughs> um, I produced the majority oh, of that yeah. track while on the train. Yes, you did. The only thing I didn't do was like the flex time, but all the actual like fun production stuff was. It was so cool on the I, rails. I sent it to. It was literally. It was on. It was on the rails, but it was off the rails. Anyway, yeah, it is a bit enough an off the rails track. <laughs> I, basically, I sent. I sent him a demo of me playing guitar which i don't do often and then it was electric guitar which i never do ever and <laughs> i sent it to him and i was like hey is this bad because you play guitar and i think your stuff's good so you'll tell me if it's bad or not and he went it's not bad and then he produced this entire monster of a track sent it back to me and it was like i added some things <laughs> I sent yeah. him a guitar and me singing, and he produced it like there was an entire band in this one mm -hmm. locomotive car. And Sussy. I was like, this man is incredible. Oh, yeah. The other thing I didn't do on the train, um, the piano sounds. Those were at home. Those were at home. It was the little old keyboard. We anyway, it'll be out by the time you hear this, maybe? No, no. I believe it's on... Oh, man. It's like two weeks from now, I okay. think. Like, it's not the first Friday of March. I think, yeah, it's the 12th, so the so, second Friday of March. So, yeah. So, so in... In like a while, Mark go check out check out Calvi on Spotify. That's my my ultimate yeah. Spotify account. It's gonna have <laughs> another uh, segue here, and I'm proud okay. of this. One. Okay, okay, cool the, um, segue. Crack the artwork back. featured on this oh. upcoming single. Yep, and is data bent. Data bent <laughs> is um, data bent by the guy in front of me, and go and, all the way back let, to figure out who's in front. No, I'm just let kidding. me so, tell you how I, I made this with with something that Josh was talking about last podcast, or was it? it was that last was last week. podcast, right? Last one on number yeah. three. There's like not much material to draw from. <laughs> okay, well, okay. So we, we were talking about da data bending. I wasn't on the podcast, but I kind of heard y'all talk about it, and I was like, oh my god, that sounds dope. Um, and I downloaded audacity um i was like like trying random stuff trying to do like trial and error and i finally got it to work and es essentially i mean the process as we we already discussed it is like you turn everything is like data so you can mm. turn photos into audio yep and then mm. in audacity which is this free you could do this whole process for free um yeah audacity is this free um audio editing software you can add like effects mm -hmm. like echo or you know change the pitch reverb, or compression, reverb compression yeah. or your all own of this plugins. stuff you can add, add your own plugins you can add yeah. your own plugins yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So i've done a bunch of stuff with the j3 i need to, I need to figure that out and the final mm -hmm. plugin yeah. that Zotope does <clears throat> Ooh, that's and good. then you you take this affected data that you converted to audio affected it and then you export it again as a visual thing and essentially it like fucks it up in mm -hmm. very it cool ways. It crashes it in a really interesting way. And it's always somewhat logical. In yeah, like, it's predictable, mm -hmm. but like, in I, the weirdest I, ways. I feel like an Echo would do this type of thing, and then it's like, oh, that is the type of thing it did. It's weird that yeah. it works And across. we should give them yeah. an idea, too. When you, when you take an image, like let's say you have an image that you took on your phone, and then you put it onto your laptop, and this is what you'd have to do if you do this, and you have this image, and it's of you and your friends, and then you put it into Audacity, it doesn't give you like this like cool 80s 
techno <laughs> track. It's like, here's your song as music. It sounds like white noise. It just sounds like white noise. And it doesn't make yeah. sense to most people until you do it, how this works. But mm-hmm. it's basically every computer sees everything as zeros and ones, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And you're just taking those zeros and ones and saying, hey, make them music. Yeah. I just fucked with that music. Now make it a picture again. And now that picture has been altered and destroyed. And then what I did, the whole reason why I started studying it was I was like, man, this is a great aesthetic that really relates to people right now because mm-hmm. it, it it relates to glitch if you know yeah. if you know what glitch art is etc but you take that i wanted to take images that already glitched and then glitch them farther i was trying to go for like abstract abstract art Boom. but mm-hmm. on a laptop you mm-hmm. know i was trying to go for that but then as soon as i saw this i was like oh music video 110 percent yeah i was like you can take a video file and do the same exact thing that you guys are doing i haven't I, tried I showed this. it to you guys i really want to do that. like one un- uncompressed video file and it should work any, again yes any yeah. but the thing well, is compression is really like particular and finicky about and it is stuff. and it's crazy Yo. particular i okay. put in if you take it and it's still the same file so i took one file put it into to um did this process in audacity exported it all exactly the same but as soon as i put it in final cut same file like i opened it in QuickTime, and it was one video like it looked a certain way Mm -hmm. then i just put that video into final cut completely different fucking video yeah photoshop does the same thing it changes it a little bit Um, and then i know know a little bit more so it's so so the main point is that it's incredibly hard to like control like it's not you know like there is like there is control in it but there's also no control in it it's like it's like if you're it's like a pollock-esque way of creating shit like you have control over where you're gonna put the paint but like also you don't know where it's gonna go like yeah yeah, you gotta just hope that that's gonna work and that's gonna look fine and the more you do it the more you learn but yeah Mm -hmm. what was interesting with the video that you sent is like there is that really prominent green color over everything and i apologize to the listeners who have not seen this video because it was just like (laughs) sent on an iMessage group chat (laughs) it's not up anywhere unfortunately that's the the exact same effect you see like when you're watching a video online and like you lose internet and or some mm-hmm. hack gets lost. Yeah. And that's like when there's just missing data. For some reason the defaults are that just like odd green color mm-hmm. over everything. What did you think green of the video? Screen. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was I, I liked neat. um how like it, it felt more planned. Like you definitely had more of understanding what you're doing because like as the people went down it like unglitched or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like oh wow this because everything i've done is just like what if i did this and then i was like oh that's what that happens but you yeah, you yeah. took it that next step of purpose and intent and yeah. it was really cool to see that but the weird thing is though is that it was absolutely non-intentional and i was just fucking around <laughs> oh, nice. was, i had zero intent of anything and i was just listening what i did is i made multiple i did multiple oh, effects really? i yeah. exported yeah. it multiple times mm-hmm. and then if it synced up I would just drag and drop and make it sync cool. with like a really big change in the song. I'd put a big change in the glitch mm-hmm. effect yeah. and then it would go together. But um, maybe I'll post that eventually. I don't know. You should. You should but it was just, it. I, it I needs literally, to go yeah, on whatever I, I want account now that we talked yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Put it up on I'll, Monday. I'll when send the it on comes. a WeTransfer and then we can put it up on there. Oh, I, you can do I, it. I, oh, you don't have Instagram. So this man's yeah, Instagram dead. I am Instagram less because I've realized that either you have to be committed to social media or you have to be one of those really weird people that just don't fucking use it i'm on the fence right now i uninstalled the app and i don't but i use like the web browser version on my phone mm-hmm. i started doing I, that again i have because, to check like, that for business because i have people that are in my dms that i'm like if i miss that shit i'm gonna kick myself it's for helpful being for that but also like 
it's just functionally way more annoying to use, so I don't yeah. find myself mm. like doom scrolling, I guess. Doom the, scrolling. Oh god, dude. That's killed so much of my time. That was part of the reason why I deleted it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I just see like the posts from my friends who I follow and like mm-hmm. explore exists, but it sucks. So I'm not gonna yeah. use it. Why can't I disable that? Explore. Why can't they oh god, just make so it nice. so that I could disable explore or I could I could disable I'd disable a ton of shit on that app. I disable mm-hmm. stories. But then I you wouldn't um, be able to like accidentally click on the shop icon in the corner so you can <laughs> that was the day they Instagram. did that i was like i'm probably gonna download this pretty soon <laughs> yeah. speaking, okay. of, speaking, speaking of, of that products, yes. Drew, speaking um, of instagram if you products. listened um all the way through the last oh knock, knock the mic a little bit if you listened oh, all the way through the last podcast and if you did and god help you if you i'm just kidding through. that was that was an entertaining podcast yeah, um drew has received the cow sweater i'm currently wearing uh, he's it. currently wearing he's yeah, wearing a cow sweater he's currently wearing the but it's in but it's not in a it's it's in a like rebellious way okay mm-hmm. how so rebellious cow sweater that's what it said on the instagram it's a rebellious oh that's what like sweater. the tag was no i'm just fucking with you be, oh, be, I'm, I'm, well, I, I think the ads are personalized and it's possible people do get like different keywords <laughs> yeah. if, if you ever did get a personalized ad it would be like rebellious, rebellious cow sweater <laughs> like you'd be like yes i'll buy that that's, a, that's exactly who i am i yep. did um, i feel seen yeah in well, I'm the backseat I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a real quick um you know as the host of this podcast for yes. this episode even host. though really my host news has entirely dissolved after i introduced everyone nice nice <laughs> uh, that's how it should be i'm gonna bring us back. How, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna host eventually yeah yeah i think i like mm-hmm. the idea of it just kind of going around in circles yeah me too going back to data bending data, data bending. Um, bending. you were touching on it for a bit but the intentionality I think that's something that's very important to get the hang of now, because I, I do worry that this is kind of like a one-trick type of thing, because you get the glitchy look, mm-hmm. and that's what you get, Yeah, and you can kind of control it, but you can't see it in real time as you edit it like pretty much every other creative tool that one can use on a laptop right yeah. now, Yep. and what I think is important is finding out like what things affect which, in what ways, and what parts I want to keep from mm-hmm. that effect, so I actually tried doing this for the nowhere to hide acoustic cover that i posted a couple of days ago um i didn't end up using the version that i like glitch art out but i made like four or five different versions mm-hmm. trying to combine them in photoshop and it was just too much like it was just it's really too hard much effect. and even like trying mm-hmm. to like mask out certain parts mm. and like doing all the normal stuff i would do in photoshop to make it like more cohesive it just was i couldn't get anything that like straddled the line between like a palatable picture and like this glitchy mess <laughs> but there's definitely something there's a lot more like experiment to go. Also, yes. okay, go ahead, Josh. Go There's. Ahead. I, I was going to tell you, there is a way. So what we're doing right now is the most possible randomized. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the most like, like but I was saying, like Pollock so cool. yeah. It's random, but not random. What, I, what I'm saying though is the least amount of control yeah, you could yeah, possibly yeah, have. Definitely. And there's a way of like importing the, um, like the video file and making it a music file and having it be RGB but in music so you zoom out and there's three different pockets of what oh. looks like music so you can edit the red the green the blue there's specific oh, stuff in the header so you can like so there's ways of like specifying what you want to do and that's why i didn't actually do this until i like like you guys just jumped on it and i was yeah. like this is sick like oh my i need <laughs> to start doing the own idea that i had like that i talked about because they're mm-hmm. killing it but then I was like, oh, the only reason I thought was because I wanted more control. And I think there's two things you could do. You either edit something that has absolutely no rhyme or reason. Like, it's just mm-hmm. something that's, like, 
you've you've composed something random or it's an image that's completely random and then you want to make it even more random so you throw it into here and you don't care what happens it's not important it's just the effect comes across Mm -hmm. or you just you know you try to control yeah i was trying to get into like the nitty-gritty kind of like nerdy shit with like file headers because like you can control all of the so if you open it in a hacks editor which i guess to explain to the audience yeah they don't know what that is again a file is just ones and zeros a hex editor is just another way to view that file and the way that you view it is as a string of hexadecimal numbers which you can edit and they just just, we're just making well i'm I'm not making this up (laughs) no 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 did i did i tell you about the hex editor was that me or did you yeah yeah, i'm like i've had one like it's it's just a useful programming tool because that's just how data is represented on a computer but all the file headers, like a BMP is like a specification. All the stuff means something, yeah. and you can adjust those parameters. And, like, you can do stuff to that picture that, like, Photoshop wouldn't let you do. Look, because, it, like, look it up on YouTube. If you're hearing this, look it up on you YouTube. Can, you'll, you'll see a three-minute video. You'll have an image on your phone, yeah. you know, with this effect on it, and it'll be super cool. You'll be like, wow, this is incredibly different. I put this on Instagram. Everyone's going to unfollow me. It's going to be sick. Dope. But anyway. <laughs> and what's fun about the hex editors, you can do that nitty-gritty stuff, which I have not figured out yet, but, like, yeah. I want to because there's, like, all these because it, speci- like it specifies the header, the information, and the footer of it, right? Or no? Yeah, yeah. Um, but each file is each file type is different, and that's why there's different specifications. Uh, okay. And even within that file type, like as you're exporting a file in Photoshop, like you get a bunch of different options to like encode differently. I am far away from the microphone. No, that's but too we close. have stepped right back. Oh, that's God. too close. There's, there's you just need to go a little bit closer. That it's was perfect. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, but what's fun back to the hex editor? Um, using it creatively too. You, you can also you don't have to do like the nitty gritty like code stuff. Yeah. You can yeah. see like as the file like list down just the list of numbers if you like delete a chunk and you save the file you can see what you deleted the stuff isn't gone but like you can see on that horizontal scan line which i guess Mm -hmm. um to explain it briefly like images are stored scan line by scan line on a monitor Mm -hmm. and it's just horizontally up to down you can like see where that split is and then just like doing random cuts and paste like copying big chunks of code and pasting it somewhere else mm-hmm. all the just wild shit happens and i yeah, do yeah. not understand it all but like the not colors are changing there's splits in the weirdest spots sometimes it, i don't know it, i feel like so i feel fun. like eventually and maybe like a year two years like it's going to be part of a popular aesthetic i don't think it's going to be the aesthetic but i think it's going to be like a big chunk of like what will be cool or what will be a vibe with the music that'll be being made i think i think it yeah i was thinking about this um i don't know i think it's funny to have the (laughs) the bit of like the what we find interesting about this thing is very different Mm. like for you it's the more technical aspects for me i've been like kind of ruminating on this idea of like romanticism and computers Mm -hmm. um and it's like for me a big reason why i make music um it's like a a thing that i think about a lot um and it's just like this like mysticism and like magical element at least to me yeah um and i think we had this more in the 90s of like you know people were more (laughs) interacting when you when you start an aol modem you're hearing like the beep 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 like that's the computer starting up you're more you were more tied to the the nitty-gritty of computing and you're more aware of it and that's why you have like the matrix and you have like movies where there's like code as an element into it was so new it was like you could learn about it and it was developing right then like i was talking about i'm sorry but i just was like the 
how MIDI was created relates to that. Mm. You know, if you're a musician, you know, the MIDI is like the number one thing that you first start out using. I mean, I mean, if you're making computer music, if you're, if you're making anything acoustic, you know, whatever, but, (laughs) but like, you know what MIDI is if yeah. you're a musician, especially now. Especially beat makers. And MIDI was a mistake just to get something done really quickly. Really? It's It was not meant to last this long. Mm. The guy that made it was like, I can't believe what I've done. I've created a monster. You're still because, using this shit? Huh? <laughs> he's, like, he's, still using no, this. he's like, this was just to get the basic idea across. There's so many things in music that this way of, of capturing it doesn't capture. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, and that's one of the coolest things about computers as well, mm-hmm. about the romanticism is like the mistakes get ingrained and then they stay there and there's something so human about so that true you know yeah what, oh sorry what, i was gonna say what can one do if you open a midi file in a hex editor yo what? oh shit. wait that's kind of because i don't because there's the MIDI beginning but i <laughs> you just bring it back in like, and it's like the file has been corrupted <laughs> that, that's what i think would happen <laughs> are midi effects like sam, sam wants to say MIDI, something or is back that here. like a daw thing Go, go there Sam. are three values of MIDI. Three values uh, of MIDI. Three, yeah, let's 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 paraphrase because you guys yep. can't hear him. Oh yeah, all right. Okay. Sam's gonna walk you up to a microphone. Sam's on my mic. There's three values with MIDI: <laughs> note, length, velocity. That's it. Yes. Are all like and, the and, and the values of of acoustic all, music? How many values are there of that? Well, there's you got tremolo. You got in real life that doesn't infinite. Like boil down to values. Yeah. yeah. There you go. But like. So MIDI, Isn't if you cool? went into a hex editor, it would all be numbers from 1 to 127 in an order that didn't make a lot of sense until you looked at it better. But all you would do is change the note, the velocity, or the length, because there's nothing else to change. Sad. So, thank you. Thank, thank you, you thank for you, the Sam. same thing as just, like, mushing on a MIDI keyboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not quite yeah. interesting, because there's fewer Yeah, yeah. Numbers. I was thinking like I, however, Logic has all those like weird like yeah. MIDI effects and stuff. I was wondering, is that like baked into like the MIDI standard, or is that like a supplement that like DAWs have added? Like one of them. Here, I'll get back. All right, come come here. You can use a different mic this time. Yeah. One of them is uh, <laughs> just as an example. One of them's like add some random. That one's an Ableton, but it's uh-huh. a MIDI that's a good effect. one. And it just all that one does is slightly once something is programmed, mm-hmm. it slightly like modulates the velocity. So mm. all those do is like change a specific a specific one of the values, and like the pitch shift one just will like change the pitch value. It's just three numbers from one to one twenty seven. There's not a lot of data to mess with. I feel like this still has a lot of potential because I like glitchy sounds. Mm-hmm. And this it would sound super glitchy. as hell. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, yeah. you're saying it would sound like just moshing a keyboard, but that's not how computers work. They're going to follow some kind of pattern, mm-hmm. and there's going to be something in that file that you can use. I think it could be dope. Anyway, there's a lot of there's a lot of possibilities Probably with it. Next podcast, we'll have some yeah. some crazy Next podcast, shit. we should figure out a way to like play stuff, and I think we should wrap up pretty soon here. But it'd be yeah, really cool gonna... if we could play stuff while we're talking mm-hmm. and like have, or we could insert it later. We I've, I've like, got this incredible invention. Um, have you heard of the audio editor? Where I, um, <laughs> I can, after the fact, actually add <laughs> in effects. No way. You're telling me I can change the signal after the fact? Oh, <laughs> my after? God. I'm so used to just ruining a file. I forgot you can actually do something. Yeah, logical. yeah. Well, in summation, computers are cool, but maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> computers are cool, but they're Com- not cool. But they're cool when you fuck with them, but they also suck when you fuck with them. Yeah, yeah. Computers um, are, are are good. The people who use them are sometimes not. Oh. Damn. And that's the title of the episode. Nah. Nah? nah. Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> this has been... All right. Um, well, 
um listeners thank you if you've made it all the way to the end here i appreciate it thank you so much for listening um this has been the brick world podcast episode three brick world brick world have a great night in the the (laughs) past